I'm going to ask uh, three of our pastors just to share uh, something I've asked uh, our pastoral team. If you want to take a seat, by all means, we're going to ask Pastor Sarah and then Thomas and Dallas just to start us off by sharing a, a, a key, what they got this week in preparing for this special service called All in Fire. So let's welcome Pastor Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just felt like the Lord put on my heart just to share with you this morning a couple of words that have been spoken over this house and just to remind you um, of the promises that God has actually um, decreed over this house. So I brought up a couple of words back from even 2011 um, that I want to share with you and then just quickly a scripture as we want to pray together at the end. Um, But there's nothing like when you hear the word of God to stir up faith. Amen. And without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. So this morning, I want to stir up faith within you. I want us to know what the Lord has promised over this house and decree it. The Lord says, decree a thing and it shall be established. And so this morning, we're going to decree the promises and the word of God to stir up faith and to see it established in this house. So in 2011, Apostle Jane Hammond spoke over this house. So the Lord says, I'm going to make this a hub of awakening. I'm making this city a hub and this church will be a hub of my awakening and my reformation. And you'll raise up my people to be fiery flames, to be bright flaming torches that go out from this place and light other people on fire. This house is going to be like a fire pit where people come and dip their torch in, get lit on fire and they go out from here and light others on fire. Who light others on fire? Who light others on fire? fire. You're going to see the spreading of the fire and the zeal of God. And this church will be a church of many nations, says God. It will be extremely multicultural. It'll have people from every color and every background, says the Lord. Every culture, says the Spirit of God. It's going to be a church that's going to be a representation of what my body looks like on the earth. And it's going to have the young and it's going to have the old. Amen. Leon Walters in 2013, Apostle Leon said, this is the house of activation. You're going to raise up teams and every member of your house will be part of a team. I'm going to give you a concept of team ministry, says the Lord God. And he says, I'm releasing an anointing of multiplication on this house. Each team is going to reproduce after its own kind. I'm releasing a fresh anointing of prayer and ministry over this house, prayer initiatives that will impact the city. God's going to give you the strategies of how to connect people through technology and how to get people plugged in. God said, every family I put under your wing that I'll begin to prosper them, says the Lord. I'm releasing land and homes to your congregation. People will come in homeless and they'll become homeowners. They'll come in as laborers in the workforce and will become entrepreneurs, says the Lord. I'm bringing those called to be preachers and teachers. I'm raising up the young evangelists in your midst, keeping that cutting edge and prophetic edge. Don't become the norm, but don't compare yourselves, but be who I've created you to be. You're going to see a breaking over this geographical area and this city. You're going to be planters and church planters. You'll plant churches in other cities and other nations. You'll be a carrier and a planter of churches and a planter of businesses. This house will be an incubator for entrepreneurs to launch businesses. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Begin to speak those things as that are not as if they were. Activate your faith. I'm bringing forth a new generation in this house, a generation of radical warriors, radical worshipers, radical intercessors, says the Lord, radical profiteers, radical evangelism. And I'm releasing a radical anointing upon this house. This will be a growing and a thriving church in Jesus' name. 
Apostle Jane Hammond in 2014 released a word over this house that I'm raising up an army of overcomers in this place. As you've risen up, the Lord says, sons and daughters, I've put a mantle upon you to raise up an entire company like you. And I'm going to bring people from rough backgrounds, sinners, broken, dysfunctional, but I'm going to bring you the mothers and the fathers, those willing to take up the challenge of raising up this next generation, spiritual mothers and fathers that are going to make strong disciples. This house is going to be known as a strong apostolic and prophetic center, a house that builds strong disciples, that heals broken hearts, that sets the lame leg in place so that they can run and not look back. I'm not just going to make you a spiritual hospital. I'm going to bring the broken to you, but they will quickly be healed, quickly be raised up and empowered to begin to join the ranks of the army. This core group I've raised up alongside you have been made ready and I'm fighting for each one of them. I'm sending angels down to every member of the congregation to fight on your behalf because I want you to move forward as one unified group, says the Lord, running forward in the season of multiplication and acceleration. I have that perfect building in place for you. What I do for you is going to be phenomenally supernatural and a testimony that will be seen by an entire nation, says the Lord. In days ahead, I'm going to put you on TV because I need the cutting edge apostolic prophetic voice out there on the airways. There will be planting seasons as you plant from the home field. I will raise up good seed to be planted here and there in the nations. There'll be seasons of planting and leaders that'll be raised up. You'll draw on my grace and you'll seek my face and you'll run your race. As I've put you in place, you'll not miss what I've called you to do, says the Lord. I'm going to raise up strong worship teams, evangelism teams, deliverance teams, 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 says the Lord. And everyone will be willing to train. In their, they'll be in their place, know their function. And I'm going to bring a hungry army. Get ready because I'm sounding a clarion call and you'll see a gathering of anointing in this next season. Take heart. Get ready because the Lord says things are getting ready to explode, multiply and accelerate. We're going to pick up the and you're going to enter into a new season of grace and favor. And let me just finish with what Bishop Hammond spoke over this house just a couple of, um, just actually last year at Dominion 2016. And he said, you'll be like the church, you won't be like the church across town. It'll be my church and my method of building, establishing and bringing the kingdom of God nearer. Your method of, of building, sorry, you're going to have training for those in business and in government. Every success based on hearing the word of God and properly following through. You'll show them how to hear the voice of God and how to follow through, not man's way, but in God's way. I'm going to give you very successful people. I'm going to give you politicians, government people, teachers. You're going to have a great variety. I'm preparing you to dream more than you've ever dreamed possible. You have big dreams, but mine are bigger, says the Lord. You have big thoughts, but mine are bigger. I raise this church up for my glory and my people and my purpose. The Lord says that we'll work together, co-laboring together and building together. The Lord says you are here for this purpose. I'm going to use you for my glory. Amen. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, it says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who is promised is faithful. Come on, do we believe that as a church this morning? He who promised is faithful. 
Amen. Though sometimes we don't see with our eyes or perceive in our hearts, we know that the Lord is faithful to every word, every promise that is spoken out. So can we just decree and can we um, just come together as a church this morning with faith behind the words, behind the promises, behind what the Lord has spoken over this house. Lord, we thank you, Father, for every promise, every word, Jesus, Lord, that has come from your mouth, Lord. We know that that he who promised is faithful. And we, Lord, we just, we just decree and declare, Father, Lord, that those words are going to come to pass in this house, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you haven't called us just to be the same as, as the church down the road, Lord, that you've called us to be unique, Lord. You've created this house, Father, Lord, to be a fire pit, Jesus. Lord, where the zeal and the glory of God dwells, God, I thank you, Father, that you're raising up a company of people. You're raising up an army in this house, Father, Lord, that will not settle for the status quo, God, but Lord, that will press through, that will push through, Father, that know, that they know, that they know, Lord, that, that you have called them for a purpose in this house, that have called them for a season, Jesus. Lord, that you've called them, Father, Lord, not just to exist, Lord, but to live out the call of God upon their lives, Lord. Father, to be able to see transformation in our community, transformation in our city, God, transformation, Father, globally, Lord. Lord, we just give you praise, Father. We submit to you, Lord. Your will be done in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Awesome. Let's give God a hand. Awesome. I'm so glad that uh, Pastor Sarah brought all of those words um, back uh, forward again and uh, bringing us a fresh reminder of what God has spoken to us over, over this house. Uh, because seeking God uh, for myself, uh, for a word for you guys, um, there were so many good words that have been spoken over um, this house. Um, I asked God, I needed one word. Uh, so um, God showed me an, an, an image, uh, an image of a, a person that uh, had uh, his back turned to God and it was looking at his shadow. And every time he wanted to move, uh, move, he kept stepping into this darkness and stepping into this, into his limitation. And, and um, this shadow consumed um, this person and um, it was bigger than, than he was. And um, I heard God uh, say, turn around, turn around and, uh, and face him. This person was, was weak, was tired and weary and, uh, and uh, was consumed with, with, with himself and his, his own limitation. But when he turned to, the, turned to God and faced the light, that shadow was now behind him. And like a flower blossoming in the sun, in the, in the morning sun, it naturally just opened up and, 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 and lived. And um, that's, that's the word that, that God gave me is, church, it's still your greatest turnaround. You know, God has spoken words over us. It's not only a time that we hear, but it's a time that we do to activate and let that, that, that spirit of the Lord arise up in us and really bring out that uniqueness that each and every one of us has. And together we move forward. And I saw this person running, running into, just running into the arms of the Lord, into the, you know, just, just free, free from bondages, free from self free to live, free in the presence of God and the promises of God and the so many blessings of God. And I saw it was, a, it was a desert place, but as he ran forward, the grass, the green lush grass just just shot forward and into the horizon and beyond, beyond what he could see. You know, God is, is, is put and blessed us, church, 
with, um, with so much than we can see or, we can, or that we have heard or our mind could imagine. Did you know that, church? It's so massive. And church, be excited. You know, turn in your mind. You know, uh, hear the word. Turn. Turn to God. Face Him. You know, He's for you. And, uh, you know, some of us feel like, oh, I'm old. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm weary. But you know what? God's going to give you new bodies. You know, God's going to bring health into your, into, your, into your bodies. He's going to bring health to your mind. He's going to bring health and wholeness into your soul. Um, he's going to bring health in your marriage and your family and your communities. You know, when He heals us, we're going to be able to heal others. You know, heal people, heal others. You know that, church. And you're going to be a blessing. You're going to be full of light. You're going to be so good. You're going to be radiant. And I'm gonna, I've got a scripture here for you, church. Um, one that you're familiar with, but I, I believe... That as you take it on board, you know, you're going to let it be a word of encouragement for each and every one of you. Arise, shine. It's from Isaiah 60. Arise and shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, the deep dark, darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you. Amen. Be blessed, church. Be blessed. Thanks, Pastor Thomas. Oh, awesome. You know, God, I'm going to try not to cry. Okay, got the tissues ready? God, what I wanted to share this morning is about God's love. His love is so incredible. And God has been pressing on my heart and the ministry team's heart this year about his love and how much he loves people, how much he has brought us out of things, how much he has delivered us from addiction, how much he's restored marriages and families, how he's blessed people with babies and, and, and careers and his love is, there's no boundaries to his love. His love is amazing. And, and there have been prophecies earlier this year about and, and the end of last year that uh, for intercessors and prayers, you can't use the same weapons of prayer and warfare this year, this season. You can't use them. You can't use them. And it's like, well, Lord, what does this look like? And it's amazing as, as we've, you know, been obedient and, and seek God that these weapons have been weapons of love. They've been his love. They've been that supernatural um, forgiveness and mercy and grace, sharing that and imparting that to others. And, you know, God's love is for everybody, every single person, no matter where they're at, no matter what they're going through, you know, whether they're homeless, whether they're, you know, executives, you know, God's love is for everybody exactly the same. And, you know... God's love is so incredible that his anointing and his power breaks down the chains and the limitations and the boundaries and the lies and everything that we've heard and taken on board. And they release us in, well, his, his anointing releases us into his love. You know, I've, as I've been praying for, you know, for my family and, you know, God's like, as he pours out his love, he says, I will have my way. I will have my way because I am love and love conquers all. And my name is above the name of 
anything. So don't look in the flesh. For me today to encourage you, church, is don't look in the flesh. Don't be distracted by, distracted by the flesh. Don't be distracted by your emotion. Push through and know that God is almighty. God is above everything. There is nothing is possible for him. And as we partner with him in strategy and wisdom to move forward, you will see those relationships get restored. You will see those job opportunities. You will see, you know, the finances come into abundance. And I just see that continued encouragement. Push into God. Push into God. He needs to be number one. Don't react and then go to him. Don't go and vomit on someone else about your life and then go to God. God says, come to me. I'm a real God. I'm the kind of God you can you can just lay it all down as ugly as it is, as dark as it is. Lay it down because he is real and he will just build that relationship with you. And I just see that just that glory coming upon all people. And you know that as our vision is to grow and to connect, you know, and I think at the at the beginning, you know, when God shifts, shifts mindsets and strongholds, it's all about, oh, here we go, got to connect, got to connect, you know, I want to go out and have lunch with myself or whatever. But, you know, it's not a task. It's not a task, church, because God is pouring out his heart. And as he pours out his heart and as you sit down and you chat with others, you fall in love with them because God's love is in you. So when we resist, you know, we're distracted and we're doing things in the flesh. But as we sit and as we push through, it's like, wow, God, you are amazing. And I personally have had just amazing times with people in the last, you know, the last few weeks, especially. God is just, that momentum is just growing. His love is just growing. It's so powerful. And I've shed tears with a number of you here. Uh, it's just like God's love is just amazing. So my encouragement to you today is God's love is not just oh God's love Jesus love you no it is a power it is a power beyond all things it is a power greater than anything you've ever experienced it's a power greater than anything that's caused you to be limited or or, you know or, or oppressed if you would only push through if you would only push through and the Lord said to me in worship he said you do not have because you do not ask so my encouragement to you church this morning is when's the last time you prayed for yourself when's the last time you said Lord I'd really love to have that relationship or that friendship or that career or that ministry opportunity when's the last time you prayed for yourself when's the last time you shared with him or do you wait until something is broken and battered and then you go to him and go, Lord, can you fix it? Can you fix it? So push through church. My encouragement is his love. He's pouring out his love like never before over this church. This church is a lighthouse, but it's a house of God's love, a genuine love, genuine relationship. So let's just pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your love that is above and beyond anything, Lord, that no thing can separate. And I have a scripture too, being obedient. Technology is not obedient. No, in Romans 8. Sorry, I've lost my place. In Romans 8, 31, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, 
who can be against us? That he did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. He will also give us every, won't he also give us everything else? And in 38, it says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today, neither worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky, above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we just thank you, Lord, that nothing can separate us from your love, Lord, that your love is there. Your love is furious. Your love chases us down. Your love is a second chance and third chance and fourth chance. Lord, that your grace and your mercy endures forever. And we just thank you, Lord, Lord, as you're pouring out your heart upon every person in this place, upon every marriage, every family, every child, every person, Lord, Lord, that you would continue, Lord, to pour out upon our connections, Lord, that it's not a time ask. It's all about love, Lord. God, and you just love each person, Lord. Who are we to argue with you, God, that you know what you're doing and you are faithful, Lord. We just love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, this morning, as I said, we're going to do something different. So we're going to leave our typical announcements and our offering, uh, which is our traditional church service to do now at the end. Is everyone okay with that? Cool. We want to invite the Holy Spirit to move. And uh, so if it's your first time here, big welcome to Forever House. Uh, Stay with us afterwards. We've got complimentary lunch for everyone. But, uh, you know, we want to build on what God's doing. And uh, Jason, I'm going to ask you just to hang on the stage and keep doing what you're doing. But in a minute, um, I just want to prep three of our other uh, pastors um, who I'd like them to minister next when I call you guys up. So um, that's going to be um, Jason, Daniel, and Barb. So obviously, Jason, when, when I do that call, you're going to be first. So you can just uh, not drop the guitar, but you, you can do what you need to do, right? Um, but, you know, this morning, oil and fire. Oil and fire. And I want to encourage us as we're sitting here. I believe that the Holy Spirit uh, wants to marinate in us today and wants to soak uh, into our being today because the Holy Spirit is very real, very present. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I want to just say this to you. Uh, we're not designed to do this by ourselves, church. We're designed to really partner with the power of God. And uh, today I want us to, to come into an encouragement around spending time with the Lord and uh, being impacted by the reality of God. But I want you just to close your eyes. I feel to, to do an activation, but not an activation like I usually would. Just a, quite a quiet, laid back activation. You close your eyes. You hear the Lord saying this. Spending time with me, most times, will not be urgent. And if the only time you're using to spend time with me is when things are urgent, God says it's time to make a change. God's saying if you're only spending time with me when it's urgent then you're a man or woman of God who's living reactively 
And God says, I'm calling you out of reactivity and I'm going to launch you into proactivity. God says today, I'm calling every one of you to shift gears. God says, most of the times you spend time with me needs to be when it's important but not urgent. And so God says, those times just won't happen if you don't schedule time in. If you don't prepare and plan the time before the week comes to spend strategic time with me, to come to the table and to partake and hang out with me, says God. It won't happen unless you pre-schedule that time in. There is every resource, there is every power, there's every anointing available to you through me, through my word, through the blood of my son. It's time to accelerate positioning yourself to access those things. God says, I have the power to melt your stress like wax. God says, I have the ability to rip the confusion from your mind. God says, I have an endless love that can go deeper into the depths of your heart where sometimes you even feel can't be fixed. God says, I have everything And I am everything that you need. I am that I am. But I'm calling out your name in a new way, in a fresh way. I'm calling your name now and I'm asking you to come to me. Come and spend time with me, says the Lord. Come and hang out with me, says the Spirit of God. Let us sit. Let us talk. Let us connect. Let us laugh. Let us talk about the future. Let me show you some things. But God says this, I can't force you. And I won't force you, says God. Because you have a will, and I've given you that will. And God says, sometimes the greatest way you can love me is to choose to make time to hang out with me. I hear the heartbeat of God just so strong right now, saying, I yearn to spend time with you. I love you so much, says God. And I've got so many great things I want to give to you and I want to share with you and I want to release into you. 
to come. Come to me in this season. Come and spend time with me and hang out with me. I even see God saying, it's going to be worth your while. To Father, beautiful Father, help us, God, to make a change of priorities. Lord, help us to even find that that key day of our week that we need to look ahead to the week ahead and confirm with you, hey God, this is our time to hang out. These are the times we're going to spend together. These are the times, Holy Spirit, where I'm going to open up your word and I'm going to pray with you and you're going to show me things through the word. That's going to help me. That's going to unlock some things. God, there's going to be times when I worship you, you're going to pour your love in. And I'm hearing this. God says, don't fall into the habit of spending time with me being just urgent. Don't wait for the drastic need. God says this, come and spend time with me because I want to fill up your well on the inside. God says I'm shifting gears and as you come, I'm going to pour in new things that you've never felt before, you've never heard before, you've never known before. I'm going to show you new facets of your identity. I'm going to give you new strategies and keys to unlock doors in the kingdom. God says, I'm releasing a new mantle of protection and I'm striking the, the foot hold of fear in people's lives. When they come to me in this season, I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, I'm going to give you strategies for provision, and I'm also going to give you strategies to love the people that you're mainly called to love like you've never loved them before. I hear God saying that I'm breaking the backbone of tiredness or weariness around investing in human relationships, and I'm going to give you a new lease of supernatural love where spending time with the people that you're called to spend time with is no longer going to be draining, but it's going to be rewarding and exciting. So Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in people's lives, as you encourage us in a fresh way to make time with you. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you, God. Well, this morning, as we continue to roll with our service of oil and fire, I wanted to start with a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Is that okay if we look at a scripture? Yeah? <laughs> it says here, if you want to turn to your Bibles or your smartphones, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 to 22. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. Remember the word Christ means 
the anointing, Jesus the anointed one. And the word Christ and Messiah are very closely linked. They both refer to the anointing. The, the, the verse 22 says, He anointed us, set His seal of ownership on us, and put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. And so what I love about this is when He anoints us, there's a connection around ownership. He declares that you are set apart for my work. When He pours His oil out and He sets us on fire, He's saying, I'm setting you apart. I'm saying and I'm declaring that you are mine. There's an ownership. It's God's hand upon us. And put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit. As a deposit. Putting the touch of God into our hearts. Who knows that the heart is where every issue of life flows from. And so when the Spirit of God not only comes upon us, does it mean that He's setting you apart? He's declaring to you and to the world that you are His and you are His for a reason, for a cause, for an assignment, for an appointment. His hand of favor is upon you. There's a seal of ownership. But He puts His Spirit in, not just on, but in our hearts as a deposit. And so that means that the death-defying, curse-conquering, undefeatable power of God via Holy Spirit gets deposited within our hearts because out of our hearts, every issue of life flows. So it means that as God wants to set us on fire, as He wants to equip us with the oil of God, He wants to enable the engine room of every issue that flows from our life, which is our heart, to be empowered and equipped by the power of God, the undefeatable power of God. Who wants their heart to be undefeatable? Come on now. If every issue of life flows from your heart, your inner being, your private world, and for God to deposit the undefeatable Spirit of God within your heart, where every issue flows from, God's saying that part of me wanting to uh, fill your life with oil from heaven to set you on fire is I want to position you not to have no problems, but to be undefeatable. I want to position you to have that power to keep going, to be able to walk this great walk, oil and fire. And so I want to first talk about oil, do a little bit of teaching around this. Everyone say powerful preparation. If you're taking notes, you can write that down. But I want us to just think on this a little bit. When we talk about the oil of God or the oil of heaven, there's a benefit to it. And it means that the oil of God comes upon our life. And it doesn't just come upon our life once, but we want to keep running back to God. Like He was encouraging us just before when we were kind of like doing a word of, of knowledge and, and just kind of God was conversing with us then uh, prophetically. You know, He was saying, come to me, come to me. Spend time with me. And He wants to pour things in. He wants to deposit things in. He wants to give us keys. He wants to give us strategies. He also wants to just go into the depths of your heart where people have never gone or know of what's going on. Those places that are dry and He wants to pour in. But it's about powerful preparation. So whatever may have been the reason for, if you think about the use of oil in the Old Testament where they kind of anointed people, there was like an official anointing. And that was about people being 
positioned or being positioned around a plan or whatever they were called to do. But it was a preparation. And it was something that people were anointed for, which was specific. I mean, even in the 50s when, uh, I think it was, yeah, 50-something, I'm not sure what the, the year was, but when Elizabeth, Princess Elizabeth, became, became the, the second Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II, uh, she was anointed then through uh, that whole ceremony. And uh, the priest of the Church of England came and anointed. And, and you know, sometimes I think we, we see even the old-style churches as just being traditional and religious. But if you look at the life of Queen Elizabeth, she has a relationship with Jesus Christ. She believes that that anointing is placed upon her for a positioning. And so we know that there's kings and queens and priests and prophets from the Old Testament that were anointed for their calling, for their assignment, that God said, hey, you know what? You are my man or you are my woman of God and I've called you to do this and I've called you to walk out this and I've called you to, 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 to run out this plan. And so the anointing of God comes upon. It's a preparation. It's a marking. It's an equipping. It's an enabling thing of God so that we can do what we're called to do. And this is why you and I today, as we stir up fresh faith in our hearts, you and I are called, we are designed to be hungry, to ask the oil of God to fall and flow in our life, because it means that we are powerfully prepared. Do you know that you are powerfully prepared by the anointing, by the oil of God, to do what you're called to do tomorrow? Do you know that you are anointed to worship God? Do you know that you're anointed to preach the Word of God? Do you know that you're anointed to do whatever it is that you're called to do in your home? If If you're called to be the father, you're anointed to be the father. If you're called to be the mother, you're anointed to be the mother. If you're called to be the sister, you're anointed to be the sister. God equips us through the oil of God to powerfully prepare us for what He's asking us to do. And so who thinks it's important for you and I to be hungry, to be filled with the oil of God or connected with the oil of God? And not just once, but all the time. Who's ever had a crusty piece of Italian bruschetta bread that's just got no oil on it? Well, not enough. And you go and you bite and you... It's hard to swallow, right? It's like it soaks every little minion of saliva out of your mouth just to try to get that thing into your belly. Well, you know that sometimes we're trying to do life like that. We're trying to do this supernatural life without the supernatural And that's why it gets crusty and dry and sometimes life becomes hard to swallow. Have you ever noticed that? And so when you get to that moment, God's saying, hey, don't wait until the bread gets so dry that you're feeling so brittle that you're about to snap before you spend time with me. Don't allow your time soaking in the oil of heaven, partnering with Holy Spirit, connecting with the Word of God, worshiping God. Don't allow your quality time with God to only be a moment when you urgently require something. Be proactive and make sure that your mind, your heart, your soul, even your inner being, your body is being touched by the oil of God. You think about this, to make time for something that's important but not urgent, it means you usually have to say no to something else. Hearing God say this, ask yourself this question. What's the number one thing? There might be more than one, but what's the number one thing right now in your world that you know you need to say no to or to start saying no to or to start saying 
yes less in order to make more room for God? Just go and answer that by yourself and your heart. I'm hearing God say this. Allow your heart to ponder on what will be the advantages for you? What will be the benefits for you? What will be the positives for you? If you start making that choice, actually go there. What will be the advantages for you? If you start saying no to something, so you can start saying yes to God. How will that benefit you? What positives will that create for you? What fruit will that generate for you? Now let's go the other way. Because who knows in a faith environment like this, we can put a hand up and go, Amen. Amen. I need to... Stop watching the Housewives of New York so I can spend quality time with God or whatever it is, is that you have to say no to. I know some of you are appalled by that example, but I'm just, you know, giving an example because some people love reality TV. That's quite appalling, you know. But now, now do the reverse. See, wisdom says we reflect on the outcomes of a choice. So we're assured why we should make the choice. So now I want you to think, what will be the disadvantages to you if you keep saying yes to that thing that you know God wants you to kind of park so you can say yes to God? And I'm not saying yes to God as in just giving your heart to God. I'm talking about saying yes to God even as a Christian who's known God for 20 years, saying yes to God in your weekly routine, making time for God. What will be the disadvantages for you if you were just to sit here and superficially commit to, oh, yeah, Pastor Brad, I probably need to yeah, do this and that. Yeah, I need to spend time more with God. Thank you. And then nothing changes. Go there. This is wisdom. Go there. What disadvantages will you experience if you don't make a change? In the next three months, what disadvantages will you experience? Now watch this. If those disadvantages hang for another three years, what consequences will you experience? Do you know what I'm doing with you right now? I'm applying principles from Proverbs. Think about the fruit of your choices to bring assurance as to why you should make the right choice not just what that choice should be. See, you and I can put a hand and go, I know what the right choice is. I know what I should do. I should spend more time with God. I should allow the oil of heaven to pour into my life and say no to this thing that's a distraction. Oh, Pastor Brad, I know what I should do. But what's more important, to know what you should do or to know why? Why? And some of the reasons why we know what to do, but we still choose not to do it, is because we haven't allowed ourselves to get the revelation of why. See, I'm hearing God say this as you come to Him in this season. 
He's going to show you new windows of your future that you've never seen before. Never seen. Josh Bradworth, I've got a word for you. You know, prepare. It's oil and fire. Just let the flow, let it go, Dallas. It's all good. <laughs> so, Josh, I see the color purple all over you. What does that mean? I'm not referring to the movie, The Color Purple, <laughs> with Oprah or Whoopi or whoever was in there. <laughs> but I'm hearing God say that there's a, there's a, a level of royalty that he's weaved into your identity. Purple represents royalty. And as you were sitting there, and I just connected eyeballs with you, I got this vision, you know, thinking about spending more time with God and saying no to whatever we need to and, you know, why. And I hear like God wants to release a why to you. God wants you to know that in the seasons ahead, you're going to be positioned to speak in places where people who have power to spend money to influence nations are going to listen to you talk. And I hear God say this, that in this season, He wants to pull you deep into His presence because He's going to strengthen your confidence in how to communicate. Because as you listen to the Lord speak into your heart, He's going to take doubts and fears away, even though you're already quite articulate and intelligent. There's like some lingering doubts in the back of your mind about you being able to own your space when you communicate. And I hear God saying this, He's going to pull out the second guessing and He's going to eradicate the unrequired doubt. And He's going to put in just this anchoring of confidence. And attached to it is going to be a whole new realm of wisdom and revelation from His Word. So God's going to strengthen your ability to communicate with a profound confidence, but with a humility. And God says, I'm going to prepare you for the days ahead where you're going to be positioned around people who have the ability to use lots of money. And they're going to listen to you around making the right choices of what, how to spend that money. That will influence nations. Let's just put our hands towards Josh. Father, I pray that you're encouraging not just Josh, but every person in this place of why. Why should we come to you in this season? When you're releasing new oil, God, to strengthen our identities. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word that you would activate in his heart, Lord. Lord, let it be like a fresh why. Let it be like a hook from heaven that would just connect to his heart. And give him, Lord, a new, fresh, enduring motivation to push some of those things to the left or the right that may have been a distraction. And, Lord, to encourage him to run boldly into the presence of God, to run boldly into spending time with you, Father, because, Lord, there's a why behind it. And I thank you, Lord. Lord, you're going to do a great work in him as he makes time for you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. So oil, oil from heaven. I'm going to ask those three pastors to get ready. So the anointing, 
One theme is oil. Obviously, the anointing is the marking of a person or object with oil to establish that person or thing for a special purpose. And you think about what's that special purpose? When we look at uh, the book of Luke and we look at Jesus declaring, making a a reference to a, a scripture in Old Testament, but making relevant the time, and he declared before the people of God, it was mysteriously spoken, but he was being very specific in what he was saying, and he was declaring his own calling from heaven. And in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 19, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Can I say this to you? Not all of us have the title of prophet, but can I say as men and women of God, there's a prophetic calling on all of us. Did you know that? Like a prophet and like Jesus, do you know that you and I are called to be Christ-like? We're obviously not Jesus. He's our God. We're His servants. We're His sons. We're His daughters. But yet we are called to take on the power of God, and to represent Christ on the earth. And the anointing enables you to preach the good news effectively. Did you know that? Did you know that, church? The anointing, oil of God, will enable you to share the good news. It will enable you to share your testimony effectively. Everyone say effectively. Have you ever tried to share the good news and it didn't really seem that effective? Kind of seemed a little bit like that crusty piece of bread. Get the oil on your life. Get the oil of God on your life. It's a lot easier to witness. Do you know that the oil of God is designed to make you a spirit-filled messenger to proclaim freedom for the prisoners? Do you know that you are anointed to let people know that there is freedom from sin, there is freedom from drugs, there is freedom from depression, there is freedom from these limiting things. The oil of God is on your life so you can let people know about these things effectively. Like a prophet, we're anointed to represent God and proclaim His Word. When the Spirit of God encounters or has an encounter with the life of a believer... The Bible, the Word of God, becomes more than a book. It becomes real revelation in us that we're called to share with the world. When you have a fresh douse of oil on your life, talking about God to others is exciting. So if it's not exciting right now, it probably means you might be a little bit dry. And God's saying, stop trying so hard and just come and hang out with me. Put your hands towards Thomas and Sandy. I'm going to get you guys to hold hands. Is that all right? Ooh, it's getting hot in here. 
yeah, that's better. <laughs> um, there's two words that are going around online right now, impacting the kingdom of God powerfully. Being preached at a lot of conferences, a lot of meetings. And those two words just kind of flashed as I looked at you. You're probably wondering what the two words are. <laughs> Did I just wrap your appetite a little bit? <laughs> God says he wants you to take these two words as a couple. And he wants you to take it into the presence of God as a couple. Look again. Look again. God says this, I'm not going to make those two words a mystery. God says, I'm going to give you a precise explanation. And I'm going to show you the stepping stones. But first God says, I need you to look again. When you look again, there's going to be some things that you see the same. But there's also going to be some, some things that you see different. And God says, when you look again with a new perspective, it's going to unlock some things that need unlocking. And it's going to release some things that need releasing. And then I'm going to give you the stepping stones, the strategy. Because then you'll be ready to follow those stepping stones. Jesus. Jesus. Bring winds of change. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Isn't it cool that God's work, God's flowing? Yeah? So oil. Well, I'm going to ask those three pastors to come and share. Pastor Jace, you're first. <laughs> Let's give Jace a round of applause. He's got to get his phone, technology. I like that. Who loves Jace? Yeah. And uh, as I was driving here, I saw Wakako and Amari playing down by the corner of the street. She had like a whole branch of leaves. And uh, some of them were green and some of them were brown. And like Wakako was helping her kind of blow it in the wind. And I thought it was such a prophetic image, really. I did. I heard God say that uh, as you and Wakako get together and pray for Amari and her future, it's just going to bring a whole fresh wind into life. And where some of the leaves are brown, 
uh, they're going to, in a good way, prune off, and brand new shoots are going to come, but those current green leaves are going to get greener. So I just felt to share that with you. Amen. Let's get again, get, show him some love. Thank you, Pastor Brad. How good is it to get encouraging messages? You know, every, I think everyone at every stage in our life and everything we do, we always need encouragement. And it's one of those things that was in the Bible, it actually says to encourage one another daily. We're also called to pray daily, pray without ceasing. So they're two things that we must always do all the time, encourage people and pray. Romans 8, 16 to 17, and I'll read it from the Amplified, and then I'll talk about it a little bit. The Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, assuring us that we are believers and children of God. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance, if indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. It's just an incredible one. I've read this probably couple of weeks ago as part of a devotional and it really stood out to me you know in Jewish culture the firstborn would receive a double portion so you know Jacob and Esau you know how there was such a struggle between those guys it was because the firstborn was the special one he received the blessing he received the double portion and all of that and Paul is explaining in Romans that God didn't decide to give Jesus the double portion and we have the leftovers God made us co-heirs with Christ so every single thing that God saw fit to give Jesus he saw fit to give us as well he doesn't hold back anything and I thought it's such a perspective change you know we've been talking about changes and shifts and all this kind of stuff and sometimes we think well how 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 am I going to walk in the fullness of all that God has for me where's what does it look like where does it come from and sometimes it seems so overwhelming but I think that what you just shared, spend time with God. You know, spending time with God is like a seed and his word is God. Jesus is the word. So when we spend time with him, we spend time in the word. Now, our hearts are the soil and it's our job to make sure that the soil is ready to receive the word. It's our job to make sure that the seed goes in. But it's the word's job to bring the fruit it's, this, it's all the power that is contained within the seed that produces the multiplication in our lives. So when, when we have these words, this, this perspective shift, it's not about us doing something amazing. It's about God doing something through us that's amazing. And we benefit. You know, how, how good is it to have God moving in your life? But I just wanted to encourage you. God has given you everything that he gave Jesus Christ. Every authority, every position, every power. And Jesus even said, you'll do greater things than me. So I want to encourage you. Think, like, get that that revelation, not here, not here, but down in here. Start to read God's word as you spend time with him. Find the promises that God put upon your life. God gave us so many things, you know, in the Bible, it's full of the promises he made to us. And Jesus signed all of those with his blood on the cross. And then God saw fit to give the same spirit that could raise Jesus from the dead to come and live in us. Live in us. Not just like come and like little 
magic pixie dust here and I'll get that person going there. No, live every single moment, every single day. He could have sent us an angel each. Oh, there you go, there's your angel. You work out with them what you want to do. But no, the same spirit that he gave for Jesus, he gave to us as well. So by faith, we can walk in this supernatural inheritance. Daniel. Where is Daniel? Mighty man. One of my favorite bros in the house. Thank you so much. Awesome. How good is that? Thank you, Pastor Jace. How are we, church? How are we enjoying this message? So good. Um, This morning, I just wanted to bring an encouragement out of Joshua 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know, as mentioned this year, we've talked a lot about having a dominion mindset, taking authority, taking ground. You know, it's, I believe it's really a time to mobilize forward as a church, as individuals. And I just want to encourage you to take hold of what God has for you this year. You know, we're five months in and I was talking to God a bit about this sharing yesterday. And the words I got were, the stage is set. Everything is in place. The stage is set. You know, listening to what Pastor Brad was bringing this morning, the oil is here. You know, his spirit and anointing are here with us, in place, in our lives and with us wherever we go. So it's time to be strong, it's time to be courageous, not afraid, and it's time to mobilize out and take dominion of the promises God has given you this year. You know, we're five months in, seven months to go. Don't be afraid anymore. Push forward, get into the oil of God, get into his fire and push forward and take dominion because victory is over the hills. Victory is over the hills for us here, and we need to meet God halfway by taking practical steps in the natural to take dominion and victory in our lives. Amen? Amen. So, God, I thank you. I thank you for a dominion mindset. I thank you, Lord, that wherever we go, you are there with us, Jesus. Lord, that your anointing is upon us, that you are making us victorious, Lord. You are working with us and through us, Lord, to take dominion this year. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'd just like to welcome up Mama Bob. I need an extra step there. (laughs) Thanks. Well, I don't have modern technology. I still have a piece of paper. (laughs) I can't follow those. They're too small for me. When uh, Pastor Brad and Pastor Sarah asked me to... um, have some sort of a a word ready. I asked the Lord and he said, I'm going to give you a prophetic word for the church. But when he did that, it's in such a new way because what he did, he downloaded to me my prophetic word as in scriptures. So today, as I give this word, I want you to note these scriptures because this is your prophetic word in this house, and it's also the word over forever house. It's confirming uh, what Pastor Sarah uh, uh, reviewed over the prophetic words that we've had over the church. And there are some areas in there that Pastor Brad even touched on as well. So just get ready. The Lord says, I am turning your lives around, but first you must hand 
your problems to me. No longer wasting your time by worrying because it is a waste of time. But the Lord says today, I want you to Psalm 55. Cast your burdens upon me, says God, and I will sustain you. Because the Lord says, I have much more for you to do. Then he showed me Psalm 45, 7, where God says, I am calling you all who are passionate, that are passionate for me, because I want to anoint you more than anyone else with my oil of fervent joy, the very fragrance of heaven's gladness. What a privilege this is today. The Lord wants to anoint us with his oil of joy. And then again, he took me to Psalm 133. I'm paraphrasing this because there was a few verses. The Lord says, my desire is to see you living together in sweet unity, which is as precious as the sacred scented oil that I had flowing over Aaron, down his beard, right to the very hems of his garment. And he is saying, as I did with Aaron, the Lord says, I want to anoint you with oil. My chosen ones, consecrated for my service. The Lord says, I am pouring out today my anointing oil upon you. Because the Lord said, as Pastor Sarah reminded us, forever church is an example. It's going to be an example in the marketplace of what a church is all about. And so he is saying he is wanting each one of us ready today as we surrender to him. The Lord says, I am preparing you for the next level in me and I have to prepare you now through my anointing oil, but not wasting your time on worrying over things. The Lord says, I am calling you to be an example, representing me and representing my church. God is represented as fire. We read in Exodus 3 and 13 where he guided and provided through those two scriptures. And then again in 1 Kings 18, his power through fire, shaming the prophets of Baal. We are going to walk in that very same power. The Lord is preparing us to walk in that power today. You see, God's fire represents God's presence. And as we read it scripturally, as each one here today has said, we must continually read the scriptures. And as God is reminding us today that we need to walk each day in the, the words that he's pouring out to us through the scriptures. In Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 4.24, and today when we, we actually sang this in worship, God is a consuming fire. And I have been crying out to God, Lord, I want you to consume me. For he is a jealous God. Are we crying out to God during worship today? Did we, were we singing when we said, he is our consuming fire? Are we crying out, Lord, consume us? 
because that's what he wants. He desires us to desire him so that he can consume us. He's done everything for us. He has sent his son Jesus to the cross to die for our sins, to die for all those worries. He is our intercessor. Jesus is our intercessor. Why should we be wasting our time on our problems? We should be handing it to the Lord because the Lord says, I have got greater things for you forever house. Hebrews 12, 27, 29. And he is saying here, I will shake all those things that are not of me. I am shaking and I will continue to shake. And the Lord is saying, but those things that are of my, me will never be shaken. And why he's doing this, so that we may serve him as an example of who we are in him. He's calling us to be an example. When I gave the message on Wednesday night at Impact, it was all about being an example. God is crying out to us. We are to walk in that example. Not in compromise, but a full example of him. Well-pleasing with reverence and godly fear. And the next scripture in this prophetic word is 1 Corinthians 3, 13 to 15. God is a refining fire. And when he purges us and we think, I don't like the refining fire. I don't want to be purged. But realize this, it's not to punish us as we may think so, but it is to reveal and bring to the surface the quality of our lives in Christ. We should be crying out and saying, Lord, purge us, purge us. I want to be that one. Lord, that I walk in the quality of who you are in my life, that I become that example. Forever Church, this is for every one of us here. As we represent him, we're stepping into the presence of God as his fire burns deep within us so that we can continue to be on fire for him as the example he's called us to be. As Pastor Brad said, with undefeatable hearts, undefeatable hearts. Never again can the enemy bring condemnation upon us or pull us down or draw us down because our hearts are undefeatable. And through that, in turn, we are representing forever house in the marketplace because as you heard the review of the prophetic words that forever house is going to be a house that's going to be an example Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Dallas, and thank you, Barb. Who thinks it's great to hear from different generations? We just honor you, Barb. You know, on that point, I want us to stand and let's just pray for the fire of God because when we talk about the oil of God uh, and hanging out with God, I'm going to ask all of the music team to come as well. We're not finishing, but I'm going to ask the music team to be music team to be part of the last five minutes of this service. If you guys can come as promptly as you can, that'd be great. With the oil, we talked a lot about oil. You can't get on fire for God unless you've got some oil happening in your life. Who's realized that? Who's realized that? All right. So we've talked about spending time with God. You know, the fire of God is a critical factor. It's another kind of part of the anointing. And the fire of God is not 
uh, just obviously something that gives us energy and power and a sense of momentum. But I want us to think about this, where the oil, and Bob was talking nicely about the fire then in that word, uh, oil gives us uh, fantastic preparation. It's about calling us out, assigning us to what we're called to do. But the fire of God that burns on that oil actually provides also powerful protection because the fire of God actually makes sure that the bugs stay away. And does anyone notice that, you know, when you have a fire flame and uh, when it comes to trying to really get anything uh, that's trying to have a, attack you, a fire is something that really helps to protect you. Can I tell you this, the fire of God in your life is the ultimate protection. When you're burning on fire for God, the enemy can't get any hold on your life or on your family's life. I want to encourage you today. There are benefits for getting on fire for God. There are benefits for shifting your prayer life into a place of faith, even when you don't feel like it. But it all starts with spending time with God, getting oil in your life so He can set you on fire. I'm declaring before you, church, that it's time to get set on fire. This is a timing right now where God's saying, hey, what's stopping you from being set on fire? And so when we look at our life right now, when you look at anything that's hindering your life, the thing that will burn it off, shake it off, get rid of it, pull it off, uh, rip it off will be the fire of God. So right now, we're going to take a moment. I'm going to ask the last three uh, leaders who you know I've asked you to prepare to speak. I'm going to get you to run up here really quickly in about 60 seconds. So I want you guys to, to bring what you've got to bring as quickly as you can. But I'm going to ask us to stir the engine room of the Holy Spirit. Not come right now. In about 60 seconds, but I want you to stir the engine room of the Holy Spirit. Who knows that your faith isn't necessarily just by what I speak into this microphone? Who knows the faith of uh, and stirring your faith right now comes by you agreeing in prayer and praying right now wherever you're standing? Come on now, who knows that your Christianity and your spirituality is not my responsibility, but it's your own responsibility. So if you stand there with an agenda to be entertained today, you've, you've lost the, the reason for why we're here. We're here to stir you up so you yourself are in a place to pray. Who wants to pray with me? Awesome. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord for a stirring of our faith, oh God. And we thank you, Lord. The first half of this service has been about soaking. Holy Spirit, you've moved beautifully. And Lord, there's been a new oil that's been released. But Father, we pray right now, Lord, that you would also start a fire in this place. Lord, you'd start to stir up the engine room of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. From the AV back desk right to the front row, I pray for a new stirring. I pray for a new power. I pray for a new passion. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, for a fire, Lord, to set itself, Lord, on every single person in this place. And Lord, as we start burning for you, Lord, when we start getting passionate for you, Lord, the bugs fly away. Lord, things that are hindering us, Lord, cannot have a hold over our lives. So Father, we're stirring. We're stirring up. 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 We're stirring up our faith. We're stirring up our faith right now, oh God. Lord, we're stirring up the engine room. Lord, I thank you, Father, for faith, faith, faith to stir, to stir in this place. Lord, I thank you, Father, right now. Lord, you're setting us on fire in the name of Jesus. Power, power, power be released in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I'm hearing God say this. See yourself as a torchbearer, the Commonwealth Games. See yourself standing 
with that torch, but it's not yet burning. I hear God say this, you've got to first lean in to the person who provides the oil before that torch can be lit. God says, spend time with me in a new strategic way and watch and I will set you on fire. But God says, there's one thing I require of you. I require your hunger. God says, if I don't have your hunger, if I don't have your desire to be set on fire, if you don't first come to me, that a new fresh fire that you're needing or wanting will be limited. So Father, Lord, we commit today to spend time with you. Lord, to be just soaked in new oil. And Lord, for a new fire to lit on the inside. Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone said? And everyone said? And everyone said? Okay, cool. Take a seat. Okay, the three guys, I want you to come quickly. We're going to ask Sandy, Chris, and Holly. Uh, Chris and Holly, if you could sit at the front. Let's welcome up Sandy. Um, I just saw a picture of uh, Jesus just sharpening the sword. And I uh, just wondering, why are you sharpening the sword, Jesus? But uh, Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10 says, Using a dull axe requires great strength, so sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you to succeed. And sometimes, you know, uh, we're coming in, it's nearly the halfway through the year, and things can become so busy, or we can be overwhelmed with challenges, and that our blade, um, us ourselves, can become quite dull or blunt. But this is a time to stop, reflect, and make that effort to sharpen your blade. Uh, this is a season to stop, reflect, and say, Jesus, I need to spend more time with you. And uh, so, you know, I believe that, that it's a time for us to be sharp in every aspect of our lives, to sharpen our focus, to sharpen our priorities, to sharpen what's really important to us. So it's a time to reevaluate and reset. Amen. And, uh, you know, as we're just really pressing into God and focusing on God, that, you know, I believe that, you have those new strategies. God's going to pour out those new wisdom, new tools. He's going to sharpen you and uh, so that you can be effective, not dull, you know, and not just in that grind of everyday life, you know, because uh, when you take that time to sharpen yourself in God, things will become a lot easier. Amen? Because it is a shift. I believe that there's, I just feel that, that shift in the atmosphere. And I just see God just just sharpening each one of us. Amen. And uh, I really believe, you know, Apostle Greg spoke earlier this year that this is a year of victory, that this is a year of breakthrough, that you're going to become victorious over your past, you're going to become victorious over your circumstances, over any negative emotions. And uh, it's a time of us uh, not only shifting but becoming sharp, but it's a time of maturing. Amen. So I want you to ask yourself, are you the same person as you were last year? Are you the same person as you were two years ago? Are you still being critical? Are you still swearing? Are you still kind of breezing through life? Whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Because if you are still that same person as you were last year, then you need to sharpen. Amen? 
we're, we're, we're going, we're going places. I know each one of you, as you're sharpened, as God downloads to you strategies and, and tools and wisdom and whatever circumstances in your life, I tell you that you are going to be so sharp that people are just going to say, man, you're sharp because you've spent the time with God. Where did that come from? Just amazing revelation because you're going to just be an impact in your workplace, in ministry, wherever you're going to be at. It's like, wow, people are going to just flock to you because you have the presence of God. You have the wisdom of God. Amen. So that's where we're at. I just see each one of us are just so sharp in the spirit. Amen. Bring it on, Jesus. That's you. That's so you. We're just not going to be the same. Amen. I tell you, the end of this year. Woo! Jesus and me. Awesome. We love Pastor Sandy. I love how Pastor Brad before was just talking about us being powerfully positioned. And I just really believe that we are powerfully positioned to pursue peace. You know, peace, amongst other things, is one of the fruits of the Spirit. And, you know, life can get busy, especially this time of year. And I believe that it's not by power, but not by, not by power, by God's Spirit that we do things. It's greater is He who is in us than He who is, who is in the world. You know, when we abide in Him, we position ourselves. We position ourselves to receive His peace despite our circumstances. Father God, we just thank you, God. We thank you for your peace that's here this morning, Father. I just thank you, Jesus, that you are guiding us, Father God. I thank you, God, that your peace surpasses all our understanding, Father God. I thank you, Jesus, for even those who may be in the um, valley of decision, Father God, that you are guiding them with your peace. In your precious and mighty name we pray. Amen. Wow, man, this is so good. Are you anybody noticing a theme? I'm noticing a theme, and I'm going to sound like I'm reading Daniel's notes, but actually, <laughs> they're my notes. So, um, you know, the, the end of this year is going to be so awesome. I felt like God said to me, it's going to be challenging, but, and it's going to be fruitful. Who remembers? Nope, I'm getting away from my own notes. Um, so, but as we go, as we go, it is the anointing. <laughs> As we go through this year, we need to ask ourselves, what does God say? Because so very often we get surrounded by our circumstance and we forget to ask, well, what does God say about it? And so the word says in Jeremiah 1:12, you have seen well, I am watching over my word to perform it. You know, so if we bring God's word into our lives, he is waiting, ready to perform it. And we need to know what it is. We need to know what that word is. So surround your situations situations in Scripture and take God at His word. Take God at His word and go after it, go after it, go after it.